All right, hey everybody. We are back with another edition of KC Music Talk. Today I am here with a piano player, teacher, and musician here in town, uh, Andre Reyes Jr. Hey man, thanks so much for doing? having me. I'm great. And, and I forgot to tell you, don't don't worry about all those idiots. Just kind of sit here and cool. talk to me. You know, for sure, for who, sure. who cares about them? For sure. Man. You know, but uh, yeah, man. Th thanks for coming. I met you through our uh, mutual buddy uh, Jerry Riccardi. Yep. And. Uh, I think when we both met each other, we kind of said the same thing. Where you know Jerry was, Jerry was talking to you, talking to me about you. It sounds like he was doing the yep, same thing. You know, me about you, man. Yeah. So I've been I've been dying to meet you, and I'm glad we met. You know, a few weeks mm -hmm. back, and it's been great, man. Killer yeah. player. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, you too. I like sure. uh, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute, but uh, definitely uh, wa watching you for sure with uh, court obviously like courting and stuff but just soloing i mean you 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 got some chops man i mean oh, you're i going, appreciate that man thank no, you nobody does that in one day you know i mean they get the piano and then you know, for I mean, sure man a lot of you know. work you know a lot of practice a lot of determination mm -hmm. you know so that's what it's all about if you want to make it that's in cool. music man yeah so so for everybody who doesn't know you tell tell us about kind of how you got to this point like with your music for yeah. sure um well, I grew up here in Kansas City, lived here all my life, uh, except for when I went to college. I went down to uh, Friends University mm -hmm. in Wichita and got a degree in jazz piano. I'm so sorry. No, I'm no man, I love it down there. <laughs> Wichita man. State. Oh, I know. Trust me, I feel Screw the same. Screw those guys. No, I'm I feel kidding. the same, man. No, no they got a good music Those cats department. are great, man. I've got a guitar player that plays with us. Mm -hmm. uh, he got his master's down there, Riley Day. Mm -hmm. Killer player. I mean, all his cats are from Wichita State. And, mm -hmm. You know, great guys down there, man. Really respect them, really enjoy them. But, uh, yeah, I grew up here in the metro area. Grew up in KCK. Went to Sumner. Uh, did the jazz scene there. and um, All my family actually played music. So my dad's played. My uncle plays. My brother and I both have our band stranded in the city. Mm -hmm. And, cool. you know, we're playing in various bands around town. And uh, it actually dates back to my great-grandpa, on my dad's side. He played uh, here in the States. I believe he also played in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And my grandpa played sax. He studied at the conservatory and he sang and did a bunch of like the original, in the Hispanic community, they had a, a lot of like original bands is what they called them. Mm -hmm. Or like uh, original Mexican jazz groups mm -hmm. who tried to do the big band thing and you know, try to break out and really get into the Americanized scene. And my grandpa did that, and my dad and my uncle, they picked up on it, and since they were younger than I was, I mean, since they were in their early teens, they had their first bands learning a bunch of Tejano music and, mm -hmm. you know, the funk music of their era and mm -hmm. playing with all these older cats, and me and my brother kind of followed in those footsteps, man. We really wanted to immerse ourselves in the music and really grow and learn all we could, and, I mean, that's kind of all we've known you know, for all our lives, it's just music and mm -hmm. what it does for us as a community and as a family. And, uh, you know, that's put me where I am today, just gigging a lot and teaching and giving back and, mm -hmm. you know, constantly learning, constantly uh, evolving with my playing and with my knowledge and, you know, with my communities, you know, really trying to branch out and grow and uh, learn from other people and, you know, let other people learn from me and really take in all I can, you know, not just with jazz and with Mexican music and all that, but every, 
single type of music I can become immersed in. That's that's really what uh, keeps me going and really keeps me drawn to it is just how many different types of languages there are, mm-hmm. you know, with this music. And that's what really sticks out to me is that it's an ever-evolving language oh, yeah, that I've that's, come to enjoy. That's cool, man. And so, like... What was one big thing that you've taken from, and then you said your grandpa, you just said your grandpa played yeah, too, so you've yeah. got like kind of a couple generations here. Oh, now. yeah. What, what's like the biggest thing you learned from them or watching either of them, either your dad or Well, um, when I was growing up with my parents both working, we would go to my grandparents' house, you know, after school mm-hmm. or in the summer we'd be over there and my grandpa would always pull out his sacks or his flute or his mm-hmm. clarinet and you know he played the records he'd sing to my grandma mm-hmm. you know and and it was always jazz records man mm-hmm. you know always and so we would just sit there and we'd listen and you know it's like man i want to learn that and i try to play saxophone and i just completely sucked <laughs> that was horrible still can't play it yeah but uh you know i mean from them it, that's what really really rooted me in the music band was just watching him and the way he would you know, play his horns and, you know, sing and just be so immersed in it. You know, even at an older age where he wasn't out gigging, but, you know, he would go in the back room and he'd practice and, you know, it would bring him peace and Mm -hmm. it would make him feel better, you know. Because, I mean, you know, as you get older, you get sicker and you get, Mm -hmm. you know, weaker and that really kept him going. And I'll always remember that. And that's always what, you know, drove me to want to keep going. It's just seeing how it, what it did for him, and you know what it's doing for me. Oh yeah. You know, these and, you, and you said something interesting that, like in the house or whatever around you was jazz music. Yeah. You know, and and you see what happens when somebody has like, for example, jazz music like just playing in the background while you're just screwing around in the house or whatever, and then you see another household with like zero music. And look what happened to you, you yeah. know, where, where, when it's, it's literally around you in some way, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, I've heard this happen a lot with kids too, where it's like their dad would endlessly play Coltrane, Miles, whoever, and yeah, the kid yeah, hates yeah. it, you know, I mean, they hate it. And then, uh, when they're 26 or something, their, uh, their dad like passes away or something and then that's all they want to listen to, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and how exactly. much they hated it at the time. And now, you know, they, they didn't really, they couldn't bring, you know, they, they didn't have words for how they felt about that and how for that sure. makes, makes them have these memories and like, and also just brain chemistry wise, how that, you know, affects them. So that, yeah, that's, yeah, man. that sounds like that was uh, a really, uh, a really good idea for that to be around you guys. It really yeah. affected you, it sounds Yeah, like. and, and fortunately, I never grew to hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though it was on constantly. I mean, I still remember, you know, the first record that I think he we used to play was like a trio album of Tommy Flanagan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I grew to just continue to constantly love that record. And I think even before I even knew what transcription was, mm-hmm. you know, or... Or anything like that, you know, reading in general. I would sit down and I would listen, and my grandma had this really old baby grand piano in the front room that faced out the window. It was out of tune, you know, strings were broken, keys would stick. And I would sit there, man, and I would like, I would just try to figure out each and every single note, 
you know, even though I knew nothing about it, yep. you know, I didn't understand what was going on, but I, I could sing it yeah. and I could find it, even if it was out of tune and I was going to figure it out to the best of mm-hmm. the ability that I could because I knew it would make my grandpa happy and I knew it would make me happy. Yeah. And I, I knew there was something about it that was just like, I have to do this, you know, yeah. I, I and it's not even I have to. It's like I want to do this. Right. I love to do this. Yeah. You know? it, I, I it love the, what you just said because that, that's the difference between, and, and I would probably put myself in that category too, of the, the transcription part of just figure it out. You know, and nobody's really telling you. And you, you just have that, you know, I, I would imagine that people like yourself have that wherewithal of that, oh, that note's higher than this one. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's stopping on this bump, 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 you know, yeah, or, yeah, you know, oh, no, 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 I need this, this, I'm going too fast here. I need to like back off if the rhythm's like laid back or something, mm-hmm. you know, all these little nuances of the music and some people just don't have the wherewithal to just figure that out. Yeah. And that, that's annoying because, and in a minute I would love to talk to you about teaching, but that, that's one of the things that frustrates me about teaching some of my students is that the way that I have to teach them is not how I learn. For sure. Because I just sat there sure. and went, oh, he, you know, uh, like the one I always use is uh, Riders on the Storm when he says, like, let your children, let your children, you know, and there, there's the yeah, stop man. there. And when I'm trying to do that on my violin, let the ding da, you know, no, it's not mm-hmm. smooth, smooth, smooth. You know, and that kind of stuff, I, I bet you were, I'm just going to guess, but, but I bet you were just one of those people that just figured that out. Man, you know? you know, I wish I could say it was that easy, but that's where it comes back to the whole idea of what I talked about earlier with it's a constant learning of a new language. Mm-hmm. You know, like just when we're learning Spanish or German or mm-hmm. French or whatever, you've got to learn that dialect. So, you know, with jazz, you had to learn how to swing right. You know, you had to learn how to lay back or be on the beat or, mm-hmm. you know, quarter note triplet or, you know, dotted eight sixteenth, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You know, or how does blues swing, you know, very, you know, variate from jazz swing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's, it's just a constant learning of the language. But the cats that really take the time to sit there and listen and play along and really nitpick and understand, you know, those are the cats that are going to get it. And those are the cats that are going to fall in love and make a difference with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's what, that's what drove me, man. That's what really interested me was just you know the challenge of really learning it for what it was mm-hmm. you know not half not you know not 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 doing it halfway but mm-hmm. doing it all the way right yeah. you know and really understanding yeah. it for what it is yeah i like that so so tell me tell me a little bit about your two or whatever projects you got going right yeah now. man um the biggest thing i have is uh, me and my brother when, shoot, he was eight, and I was thirteen. We started our first band, mm-hmm. wow. and yeah, man, we were out gigging and doing a bunch of free events, you know, a bunch of festivals and church gigs and you know, simple parties. We were like, man, just check us out. You know, we were we were hungry, man. Yeah. And so that has finally grown. You know, we're still together. I'm twenty five. Mm-hmm. You know and. Uh, we started our band a few years back called Stranded in the City. We kind of, mm. we, we kind of just sat down one night, like five, six years ago, and, you know, we were 
eating pizza around the kitchen table with our family and we're like, man, we got to do something fresh. You know, we need to scrap all the old stuff. And, uh, you know, we started writing names down and that's how we got our name. And, you know, we finally got, after all these different pieces moving around and all these different evolutions and, you know, we want to do this music, we want to do that music, you know, can we do this music? Like, and all that, we finally got a group that we think uh, is hungry and ready. So uh, that band has really started to pick up in the last few months, mm -hmm. and uh, that's kind of like my main project. That's kind of my my baby. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm working hard, and we're all working hard. It's not it's not an I thing. You know, yeah, it's a team. Yeah. It's a family. That band is a family, mm -hmm. and uh, that's the biggest thing that's going on right now. Is that we're working towards our first album. That's cool. And uh, you know, we're writing. We've been doing some studio stuff and really trying to get our own material out there and that's our biggest project man and we're really excited to uh, see where that's going to go in the next few months as we're mm -hmm. you know getting ready for summer break and teaching gets put on hold and you know I can really we can all really bear down and like mm -hmm. sit together and really get our, our project going but it's, it's going great man and that's kind of the biggest thing we're doing um, shameless plug we're on Facebook you know and it's not uh, shameless yeah, man. So, so if you guys want to check us out, please do. Um, Stranded in the city, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's just great, man. It's a family, and yeah. it's more on the funk side. You know, do mm -hmm. some R and B, some hip hop, and that's kind of what our our original genre is going to lean towards. A lot of snarky puppyish type stuff, but you know, it's still got some of that Kansas City down home roots, and it's got some Kendrick to Pimple Butterfly influence, and it's got some you know, P-Funk influence, it's got everywhere, everything, you know. And, yeah, that's cool. And uh, hopefully people will dig the original stuff we're getting ready to put out. We're doing some work with some other local artists in town mm -hmm. who we've uh, enjoyed working with. One guy, Aaron Alexander, great hip-hop artist in town who's uh, coming up, mm -hmm. and he's going to be on the album as well as some other that's people. Cool. So it's a great it's a great experience, man. So that's the biggest thing. I know when, because I've only seen you guys the twice at that jam in, with this concoction that you had. And I think uh, I could probably speak for everybody that the one thing that I think the older people were impressed by was some of the, some of the 70s stuff that you for played. Sure. You know, yeah, I, I think yeah. they're always happy when, when we have people like, like us that are, uh, that are really into like 20s music. And yeah, we, we've heard of Fats Waller and Miles and Coltrane and, and then when you even get to the, you know, uh, George Clinton and 70s stuff and James Brown and they, you know, they, you know, anybody who's older, I think they're always happy when all of us aren't yeah, just, man. uh, aren't just obsessed about like 2000s music, you know? Exactly. So I bet exactly. I could probably speak for everybody that, that they're happy about that. And, and I was, uh, I was definitely impressed, uh, uh, specifically when you guys came out and uh, played Blackout, you know, I cool, mean, I, you know, oh, we, killer chart, I was man. telling you, I was telling you guys, we did Peg in our band, you know, and, yeah, and just, Steely Dan is no joke, you know, any of it, you know, yeah. is some tricky stuff, and you guys aren't coming out and playing, you know, only two chord tunes and stuff, you know, so the, the talent level's, you know, pretty high, and, and, uh, and I know, uh, I know you guys are uh, going to be doing good with talent level high, Picking good music and being hungry. Yeah, you man, know you, no, you can't really. You can't really yeah, no problem. I mean, you can't really. You can't lose. <laughs> yeah. You know, with those three together. Yeah, you and know. and it's nice, man, when people. Um, you know, the biggest thing we face with some people is that, 
we'll walk into a place and you know one we're all young mm-hmm. you know yeah and i'll walk in there just like i am right now you know sweater mm-hmm. ball cap you know and and sometimes it happens where you know some of these older guys kind of look at us and they're like you know i remember one mm-hmm. instance we had a point where one guy was was like yeah man so you guys here to play and we're like you know yeah we're here to jam and the guy's like oh well i better leave you know before you guys get up there yeah, you know yeah, i mean yeah. and you know you just kind of look at him it's like is that you know is that necessary man right you know so sometimes it's hard with some of these older cats who like assume whether just to play hip-hop or right you know we can't hang and you yeah. know you get you get judged and that's the unfortunate thing but you know we're after glad you, that after you guys get up there that all goes yeah away, yeah man know, and, and we're glad yeah. that that that's um starting to change man you know my my dad dealt with mm-hmm. had dealt with that back in the day and you know a lot of his friends that we talked to who played with him you know they all can recall moments yeah. like that but i'm glad that you know now that we've really found something that is grooving hard and is respectable and you know people are really really digging it i'm glad that those types of people are really starting to you know kind of turn around and be like you know mm-hmm. you know I, I was wrong oh yeah you sure know? and that yeah. that's the one thing i can appreciate you know is that people aren't starting to see us for just these young kids you know they're starting to be like okay you know let's take a chance and let's listen to them and mm-hmm. you know fortunate enough for us we have great players in the band, you know, who can who can bring it and who can really yeah. do the music justice because that's all it's about, you know, is honoring those that came before you and, mm-hmm. you know, developing yourself and leaving a legacy for you, you know, while still respecting those who were there before you were. Yeah, so. and and that, that definitely happened to me a little bit when I got into town too. And, and one was young, right, mm-hmm. just being young. But the second was my instrument. Too, you know, because oh, I'm, I'm yeah, rolling yeah, into a blues jam with stupid ass fiddle, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, you know, and you know, and like like with you guys, that that went away, you know, after the first ten seconds of the first song, you know, For that, sure, that crap that they thought was done, you know, and they're like, okay, well, you know, this guy's not squeaking every note, and you know, yeah, so yeah. so that kind of went away, but I, I definitely can can understand that, and definitely booking to um booking you know for, with the actual club owner you know that that yeah. was that's kind of more when that happens to me and you know when i you know i can i can tell them you know i played 30 whatever years and they're like yeah okay you know it's not that they don't believe me but it's like you know they're like oh yeah oh little robbie oh you know exactly like, man definitely ran into stuff, that you know too, like you know. so it's it's just it's tough you know yeah it's, man and that's whatever. where you gotta just know your value and that's what yeah. i've come to come to learn and understand, you know, the hard way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, you know, for all you gigging musicians out there is know your value. Mm-hmm. You know, know what you're worth. Don't sell yourself short. Now, I can understand going in there and selling yourself short once. Yeah. You know, but respect who you are. You know, mm-hmm. respect the product that you're wanting to put out. Mm-hmm. Stand by your product and, you know, get what you're worth. And if they're not willing to do that for you, then... Then move on. Yeah, you know, that's, don't, that's good. Don't, don't be weak-minded about it. Mm-hmm. You know, be confident in your playing. Be confident in your band. Be confident in your ability and get your value because yeah. you're worth it. You deserve. Yeah. You're working just as hard as anybody else. Yeah, you know, that, you deserve great. that, man. Yeah. So, so all right. So next thing is that uh, we were talking right before we started about 
being in bands and For the sure. idea of one of my fascinations has always been how do you I I think the number one reason why bands fall apart is because of communication problems. Is everybody sure, not man. seeing eye to eye about what songs we're gonna play? What the you know, in general, when we play a song, how are we gonna do it? Are we gonna are we purposefully doing it not like the original because of principle, or are we gonna yeah, do it like yeah, the original? Man, yeah. Are we going to what kind of venues are we looking for? Um, are we going to rehearse? You know, and all that kind of crap. What, what's uh, what's been your experience with kind of the community? You, you said the word communication before we started. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, for me, communication is, you know, like you just said, the most important thing. You know, the do or die of a really good ensemble. And uh, I learned the hard way when I was young was that you just got to be honest, man. You know, if you're not honest, you're never going to get anything done. You're always going to question yourself and everybody's going to question you and vice versa. I mean, you know, you you go into that band as like any other job, man. You're a working unit. You know, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of just like a big puzzle, man. Everybody's got their piece and it's all got to fit together and it's all got to work. And, uh... You know, man, I just I just learned that I you have to be straight with one another. You know, you have to express what you want. You have to be able to have a thick skin because not everybody's gonna see eye to eye. Just like you said, we're we gonna do it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it like it's done, or we're we gonna make it our own. Yeah. You know, and not everybody's gonna be down for one way or another. Mm-hmm. So how do you compromise that? Mm-hmm. You know, you might you might say, okay, well, if you're gonna, you know, and this is where every scenario is different. So I can't. I can't speak for every band, but I can speak for, you know, the things I've seen is that maybe this tune, you know, you have a disagreement on and it's like, okay, well, if we're going to do this one original, you know, like it was by the mm-hmm. book, then I would ask that maybe we do this one more right. of our interpretation, mm-hmm. you know, and there should be, you know, that's where both parties have to say, okay, you know, one's working for me, so I need to work for the other. or. If, right. You know, I mean, you can't be afraid to just tell somebody, like, man, yeah. that bass line is too busy. Yeah. You know, yeah. that groove, like, there's no pocket. You know, your keyboard playing, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing too many fills, you know. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. It's, you can't be afraid to let them know. Because, yeah. one, if you can't tell them, it's never going to change. Right. Then you're going to be bottling up all your emotions, all your anger. You you're know. sitting there hoping they figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's not, not the yeah, way it yeah, works, man. Yeah. You know, it's... Everybody in that room is not only a learner, but they're a teacher, mm-hmm. you know? And so you've got to be ready to teach as well as accept the criticisms mm-hmm. and yeah. grow and learn from those. Because yeah. if you can't do that, then you're just a stubborn player. Yeah. And yeah. who wants to work with a stubborn player? All right, yeah. You know, but one thing that I think the guys in my band and a lot of the cats that I really got to work with and talk to and, mm-hmm. you know, exchange knowledge with is that... For me, I've found, you know, the best way to really learn a tune is to just learn the damn tune, the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, learn it the original way as much as you can, and then go in and dissect it. You know, yeah. and then go in and like screw, screw, yeah, it. start yeah, to yeah, mess around yeah. with it. But you gotta know it the yeah. way it was. Yeah, and you gotta find tunes that were similar. So, you know, maybe find another cover version of it. Maybe find another person who did it. 
How many you know? guys learned that tune wrong? And yeah. then 20 years later, they're playing the yeah. same wrong chord right there. Exactly. Or, or they're doing they're doing two tags at the end when there's supposed to be no tags. Exactly. You know, that, that kind of stuff. And like, that does exactly. get annoying. You yeah. Know, you, you come into a, you get a sub, mm -hmm. right? A really good sub in town that's played that song for 30 years, some classic rock song or something. And they get in there and then, you know, they're all... Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. where, where'd you go? Uh, okay, there you are. You know, and that's where that's where yeah. you guys got to be open for like a healthy debate. I remember for the longest time, we had a debate on one of our songs: is that a major chord or is that a minor chord? Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you know, we're going at it, we're arguing. You know, there's like five guys involved, and it's like, oh wait, okay, it is major. <laughs> and it's like, well, we were playing a minor this whole time, man. Like, yeah, come right. on. Let's get together. But, yeah. you know, that's, and that's where you're like, okay, yeah, we were wrong. You know, we laughed about it. We right. figured it out. And it's all good, man. You know, and that's where, you know, that's, that's just how you continue to grow and, you mm -hmm. know, really, really have a tight connection. with them. That's what it is, man. It's, it's a tight knit community is what a band is. You know? mm -hmm. It's a family. Yeah. And um, that's always what I call my, call the groups I'm in, man, a family. Because you're growing together. You, you know, mm -hmm. if you're really trying to be a good band you're seeing each other at least once a week yeah, yeah you know you're going out and doing things on the weekend you're going to concerts you know mm -hmm. you're you're constantly communicating yeah you know on so many different levels i mean i don't just know about you know you i know about you i know about your kids i know about yeah. your family yeah you know that yeah, yeah yeah you know so yeah so you got to treat each other with that open and honest respect yeah that's what it is it's yeah. a respect thing i don't want to be humble or i don't want to be sensitive to you mm -hmm. because that's like i don't respect you i want to be mm -hmm. honest with you i yeah. want to be willing to help you grow see yeah. and this this could go in a million way i mean this could be a I mean, this could be definitely a political discussion on this topic but like is that honesty is that cruel Oh man, he's saying no. <laughs> man, no. You know, I think it just. You know, I mean that—that's yeah, a great question. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean because people, there's a lot of people, and this is one of my next questions, kind of with open jams, and it's kind of the same topic as how do you come at another musician, and and what kind of tone do you come at him? What intention are you mm -hmm. coming at him? And and what when when you disagree, if you give them that honesty is that cruel or is yeah, that for sure is that what we have to do now i've dealt with you that know? man yeah i've dealt with that you know when it comes to the personal conversations between you and your bandmate mm -hmm. that you're you know that you're that family with i think you just need to be yourself so if you're rude about it you're rude about it but they know you and you know them and they know that you don't mean anything by it yeah you know it's just you communicating with them to become better and you communicating with yourself to become mm -hmm. better. Can you be nicer? Yeah. Yeah. Do they want you to be nicer? That's up to them. And yeah. that's where you as the person who's trying to tell them, you have to have the common sense to say, okay, he may he might not receive that well. Yeah. So maybe I need to adjust. That's yeah. where you have to look inside yourself. Yeah. Now when I've done it on a jam, you know, or on a bandstand where if it's Somebody like if me and you had first met and we gig together, you know, I have to be ready to approach that in a more respectable fashion because I don't know that person on a mm -hmm. deep level. I don't know yeah. anything 
you know, about you. So how can I come at you and be rude about it? Mm -hmm. One, you know, the way I see it is if someone came, came to me like that in a rude fashion, I would say one, well, why would I want to gig with you? Yeah. You know, are you a snob? Like, are you stuck up? You know, like if they came at me in a more appropriate manner, I would say, okay, man, cool. Like, yeah. You know, thanks for letting me know that. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to treat anybody rude who I don't know. Yeah. So, so the one, the one question that I've been rolling around in my head is, is the idea. And again, this could go into many, many other topics, but the idea of when you don't, when you don't have control over something, what should you do about it? And so the the example is like when you have this person who you aren't seeing eye to eye with, right? They want to do it like the original and you don't or whatever the problem is. So you have that and hopefully you, you come at them with the good communication you let in, you're not a dick and you let them know what's up. And, and then let's say they, you know, they basically give the, yeah, oh yeah, okay. And then they don't change or they be a dick back to you because they don't like to take criticism or however they react and they don't change. My question that I'm trying to wrap my head around is now I've, I've done what I can do here what do I need to do now? Because that situation is not changing. They haven't, they haven't changed. So the couple of things that I've thought of is one, you, so you lay out the four options. One is you sit there and deal with it. You don't do anything Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, second is you get even more aggressive. I'm not saying these are good. I'm just saying these are options. You know, you could get even more aggressive, Third really bad option is you could go behind their back, right, and tell the band leader or something, you know, and, hey, can you talk to this guy? He's pissing me off. He's playing over me every single time I have a solo or whatever the thing is. And then the fourth other good option that I found that it might be the solution that I really hate is you just go find like-minded individuals and you quit. You know, I hate that crap. But that's the problem that I'm thinking is probably the solution because you can't change him you know and so so what I want to do and this is again a teaching kind of thing is I want this thing is not fixed he is not learned you know that we've tried this but he is not any better right now you know so I what I want to do is I want to fix him being better but then you can't fix him being better so then all you do like in the world you know and then now make this broad in, in a world sense, okay, so I just go pick like-minded individuals and that are already good players or already of etiquette or already, you know, mm-hmm. and then I feel like I am better off, you know, with that yeah, solution, yeah, I'm better yeah. off, but he isn't, you know what I mean? So that's, that's true, kind of the man. philosophical thing I've been trying to throw my head around that I hate, oh, I hate the man. crap. Yeah, dude, that's tough because I hate, I hate quitting, man. Mm-hmm. I hate quitting a project, but at the same time, for you, what is it doing for you, man? Yeah. Where's your happiness? Are you yeah. happy, you know, playing with this band or this guy or, you know, woman or, you know, whatever the person may be, whatever. It could be a dog. I yep. don't care. <laughs> you know, are you, are you happy with them not listening, you yeah. know? And I mean, is it one tune? Right. Is it like all the tunes? Yeah. You know, I think, and I think that's where you and yourself have to figure out, okay, what's best for me? Yeah, you know, do I really want to put up with this? Because there's plenty of other right. cats who could take this. There's gig. a lot of players, especially yeah, in man. Kansas City. You know, you know have, what? What yeah. does it really mean to me? Like, am I? 
Am I really enjoying this? And if you're not enjoying it, then who can, who can fault you? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's where you got to look at your own happiness. Yeah. Because nobody's, you know, nobody uh, is going to judge you for being happy. Yeah. Here's, so this is a question I asked Jerry because Jerry just did his last yeah, week yeah. interview. And, and I, I wasn't going to ask you this or him, but it's actually a really good question. So along this lines of when you have problems with your, with a bandmate or whatever, uh, and this answer, I guess, could be different answers for everyone, but uh, oh, how did I word it to him? Uh, what is your uh, what is your deal breaker? You know, that's a good question. Ooh, you know, man. you know, like oh, the, see, that's the kind of stuff that I love to think about. You oh. know, for me, I'll, I'll give an example. So, okay, let's say you've got fifty songs in your set list or something, and you really hate two of them, but the yeah. other forty eight are pretty good. To me, that's not a deal breaker, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I that's that. kind of deal with a couple of songs, quit being a brat, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I could and, deal and with that. Yeah. Now, you get another scenario where the dude five gigs in a row has literally fallen off the stage drunk, right? That might be a deal breaker that's with this guy, breaker. you know, yeah. that where you, you're making us look bad. We just got fired from two shows, you know? Mm -hmm. That's like an extreme example, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, and I don't even know if you even have to answer this, but that's the kind of rhetorical question I'm trying to put out there to the world is like, is on this scenario of when you choose to walk away, do some people choose bad deal breakers, you know, and, and do some people choose really, you know, necessary deal breakers, you know, that, that's For just sure. a rhetorical For question sure. out there, you know. I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy to answer it, man, because I've, I've dealt with that, you know, and it's, and I'll, I'll keep it short, but I think the biggest deal breaker for me is when you're dealing with an individual who doesn't consider himself an equal piece of the pie. Mm. You know? Like, who's not putting in the, t the practice, mm. who's not putting in the effort to learn, who's not <coughs> helping the setup and the teardown on mm. the gigs. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if it's mm. your own stuff. Mm. You know, let's help each other, man. Like, we're, mm. we're making the same pay, or should be, depending on how mm. your place in the, in the ensemble you know how many guys don't help tell, don't uh, help tear down yeah exactly bands. yeah yeah so, it's, it's a pain dude and yeah. i can understand if a person's older yeah you know or sick or has some sort of problem that i understand you only have one leg get out there you know? <laughs> yeah like carry this low man like that's I, not a very good you know? excuse one leg yeah, come on exactly please. exactly no, but uh... but but you know it's things like that man it's just when a person doesn't want to bring their equal part you know, that's what really, that's what really drives me to say, you know, maybe I'm not right for this or maybe you're not right for this. Yeah. Depending on the position right, I'm yeah. in, you know, yeah, if I'm, the, yeah. if I'm yeah. the manager, if I'm, you know, just another player. Right. You know, it's gotta be an equal, it's gotta be an equal cut. Man. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Um, all right. So another one for you. Um, so talk to me there. There's one that I'll, that I'll share in a minute, I guess for myself with teaching kind of moving over to teaching. Um, just, I guess, I guess you can answer this however you want, but just like, tell me a little bit about something in your head recently, like good or bad with your studio, you know, what's been annoying you or what's been really, you know, you've been glad about recently or is, is there anything you've been thinking about with your teaching? Yeah, man. Um, I just dealt with this the other day. It's finding the motivation for some of these kids. Yeah. You know, and I think every teacher faces that you know especially yep. with the younger younger age students is finding what's going to keep them inspired you know how do i 
adjust to make this kid, you know, to make their drive, you know, stay there. And I think that's one thing for us as teachers, or at least for myself, you know, I found that really makes my gears turn and that really helps me enjoy teaching is like, okay, what can I do differently with this guy or this young lady that I'm not doing with this other student, you know, that might push them to want to work harder Mm -hmm. or push them to say, okay, maybe I do need to sit down and practice a little bit more. You know, because I hate, which I have, you know, recently started to do was give a parent a a sheet and say, okay, I need you to initial that your child practice 20 minutes a day. You know, I don't don't want that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind going out and saying, okay, look, if you come back and learn these three songs next week, you know, here's here's a a chocolate bar. Chocolate bar is not going to break me, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's also going to help the kid practice because he loves candy. He's a Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. You know, they're all kids. They're going to love something, something simple like that. Mm -hmm. And so... Why don't you like the student? Why don't you like the mother or whatever signing that sheet? Why don't you like that? Why don't I like that? Because I feel like then it's forced upon them Mm -hmm. in some ways. Yeah. You know, I don't want to force anybody to do anything. I mean, there's been, you know, there's times when I've told a student, you know, you haven't practiced in two weeks. We've been on the same song for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... And it's worse. Yeah, and it's worse. You know, like, you, you can't even remember what that note is. You know, or I hate when... Um, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but, like, I hate when a student can play the last four measures of a song perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know? But then the first four measures were the exact same thing. And it's like... You know, and, and I don't I don't be mean to them about yeah. it. You know, but it's like... What 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 are you not understanding sometimes? Mm. You know, and it's just it's just them not being inspired. Yeah. So you can't fault them. They're all young. Yeah. They're all going to go through a transition. I was the same way. Yeah. You know, I unfortunately, as a young kid, hated to play classical music, mm-hmm. so I quit. Yeah. Quit my lessons. Right. And that's when I got into the blues. You know, right. and doing all transcription by ear and everything. And it's like, you know, I, I truly regret that, and I wish I would have stayed yeah you know but everything happens for a reason right but that that's a really interesting example because you obviously and we and we don't know this in the moment you know as teachers and parents and students where when they're sitting at six years old or ten years old or whatever and we we can't see when they're 40 yeah you know and they they look at you now right i mean you're you know deep in it you know really inspired you like music you're teaching you know yeah and like so you know, we, we can't see where they're at now, but you are obviously a person that right now, this isn't happening. This, yeah. this classical is not happening, but look what happened even, even exactly. whatever, a couple of years later when you get a different kind of music and now you have this insane ins- inspiration exactly. and now you, you're sitting 30 yeah. years down the road or 20 or whatever. And, and you're so, exactly. th- that's yeah. what's been hard for me. Like you just said, is to find that thing. Yeah, you know, and find that a motivational thing, and I, I don't know what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. That's what sucks about it. Is you don't know what that's man. gonna yeah, be. Yeah, you, you don't know, know like, what it's gonna be. Yeah, and that's you know you can't fault the teacher. You know, for yeah. me looking back on it, and I'm like, I can't. She didn't know what motivated me. Yeah, you know, she was doing her job of teaching me and doing what worked. You know, and it was just me who wasn't hungry. You know, that mm-hmm. was me saying, okay, yeah, this music over here is making me hungry. Yeah, so. I need to do this, you know? And so now that I'm teaching, because honestly, man, when I went to school, 
You know, and when I went to college, I was like, I'm never going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm teaching mm-hmm. Catholic grade school and doing lessons, you know. And for me, it's just like, I, I remember back, you know, Christine Vitt, man. Great piano teacher. I love her mm-hmm. to death. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be playing, Yeah. you know, and knowing what I know. But um, for me, I look back on that moment, and it's definitely a teaching moment for me to say when I face these challenges, what can I do differently to inspire, you know, this particular student? And yeah. everyone's different. Right. And everyone I have to pay, you know, special attention to because none of them are going to be the same. They might be close. Right. But they're not going to be the same. Yeah. You know? I bet there'd be a couple of techniques that you would do that, that these four students all... Oh, or yeah. all, all four of these students, that thing worked good, you know? Oh, yeah. So there's going to be some similarities, but I totally know what you mean. You, you cannot take them all, all the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and even in those similarities, man, you can do them a little bit differently for yeah, each one. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, so one of my... <clears throat> so for me, it was it's one of those things where I've had those moments, and th- this is really what always gets me, is the amount that the emotional amount that I'm taking on myself and the amount that needs to go on. Cause I look at it as three part team. You got you parent student, you know? And so you, you have this, these three responsible parties here. And so a lot of times just because of the way I am there, there there's stuff that I will definitely like put on them, but there's a lot of stuff that might need to be put on them that I'll take on to myself. It's just yeah, my personality yeah. because I hate being wrong and stuff, you know, uh-huh. so, so I want to, I want there to be something, it, this is back to the control thing we were talking mm-hmm. about the, a minute ago is that I want to put something in my control that I could do about this, you know, the situation of the student not being able to work out. And that's why I hate the idea of not being able to control that. So I said that word control. Yeah. And yeah. so like when I have these, when I have this situation and the kid isn't, doing what they're supposed to do, the first thing that I'll think of is that I haven't motivated them right. I haven't given them the quite quite the perfect exercise that is actually fun instead of me just drilling them. For so sure. I'll first put it on me, but the thing that I've had to actually, and this is probably, I'm, I'm maybe a little opposite from a lot of teachers because I think they will mostly put it on the student. You know, they'll kind of be like, well, I mean, Come on, I'm perfect, right? Mm-hmm. As a teacher, I'm a badass. For sure, and, for and sure. So it's this I mean, turd, you, turd kid. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'm perfect, and you saw. You know, they'll they'll kind of come at that idea, and I come at exactly the opposite. I'm always going like, oh man, I could have done that. Yep, and that too. Oh, I could have done that. You know, and but I need to stop myself and and so so what? So my question then is, like, this is just again a rhetorical question, but do they the student? and parent eventually have to come to you, you know, because yeah. I, I think of it as I'm the coach and I'm just throwing things, you yeah. know, I'm not playing the game, Yeah, you man. know, and yeah, what do you yeah. think about that? Man, you know, when I'm teaching these kids from the very beginning, I'm trying to find ways to make it to where it's all on them. Yeah. You know, and that's not because like you said, I don't want to be a, you know, a douche teacher, I don't want to be like, I know it all, you know, Mm -hmm. but I want them to have the feeling that they want to do it for themselves. Yeah. You know, I've got... That's the ultimate, right? Yeah, 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 you know, I mean, I've got like a few kids that I teach in the same household, and the oldest one, you know, great, great kid, man, but he's just getting ready to go to, he just started college, you know, he's figuring out his way, and he wanted to do lessons, and so for a while he quit, you know, we started... 
you know, he quit because he was starting college, picked it back up, you know, and, you know, I'd watch him and I noticed, you know, he wouldn't have enough time to practice. And I was like, you know, man, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, waste your time, waste my time, you know, waste your parents' money, you know, or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, I want it to be on you. You need to decide for yourself, you know, is, is this something you really have a passion for? Is this something you really have time for? You know, and and that's that's what I kind of do for the younger ones. You know, I tell them, you know, you haven't practiced in three weeks, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the stuff. You know, you're smart, you know. And I try to encourage them. Yeah. I try to beef them up. Like, I know you know it. You're pointing out. Every time I point to a note, yeah. you know what it is. You show them something you know? that they're yeah. doing good. Yeah, because I feel like. Proving it to them. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. these days, in a lot of ways, the youth are handed things. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're handed things way too easily. Mm-hmm. Unlike when me and you were growing up, mm. you know, it was like we're you're everything. gonna figure it out, man. Mm. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna figure it out for yourself. And you have, you know, you have the the brain and the knowledge, and the capacity to do it. Yeah. You know, so that's what I try to do for them. Is, is. I know it's still on me, and there's different ways to approach it, and, and, it is on me at the end of the day as the teacher to make sure they get it, mm. but. The way I perceive it to them is that, you know, you're smart enough to do it on your own. You know, I'm just here to kind of yeah. walk you through it. You know, it's it's on you to really have the passion and the knowledge and figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's really helped me with a lot of my students and kept them accountable. And not saying I haven't had to hand out, right. you know, a practice a practice right. time time log, but. You know. See, I don't, I don't, the reason why I ask that question of why, why do you do the time or why don't you like the time logs is because I, I, I'm kind of similar to that where, because in college we call that in like an informal assessment when they just sit there and play it for you. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and like any good teacher can tell in one second, you know, uh, that, that shit is worse than last week. Yep. You know, I mean, that, yep. that means you didn't practice at all because it would at least be the same, you know, and, and it, but it's worse. And so like, and so like. For me, when when you give the parent the timesheet, and then you know it's just too easy for the parent to sit there with the kid, and the kid is watching the parent. They didn't practice, and the parent's like, "Okay, you know, I'll just basically cheat and sign this." And yeah. so now the kid is seeing the parent totally okay with cheating. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that that's why, because to me that that is not proving anything to me. Yeah. That, that and you you could almost make an argument that that is making this worse. Yeah. You know that that situation right there. But you and I know we can sit here for two seconds and figure out if the kids practiced. You know. Yeah, so exactly. that's to me like I like the idea of the parent sort of barely being involved. I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, exactly. they are. But I, you know. I rarely have got them involved. Yeah. You know, and the only time I have is when I say, "Hey, you know, your kid." They didn't practice. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and waste your money and my mm-hmm. time and their time. Yeah. You know, like if they can't practice, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna teach them. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so I kinda put it on them yeah, right there, I guess, at that yeah. moment. But at the same time it's still on the kid because I'll even tell the kid, you know, hey, you haven't practiced. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not gonna waste same thing I told the parent, I'm not gonna waste their money, mm-hmm. our time, you know. It's it's on you. And fortunately, I haven't had to walk away from any kids yet, mm-hmm. you know, but I totally get what you're saying. I hate when a parent, you know, just can't 
you just can't say, hey, he didn't practice. Yeah. You know, and it's not on them. I can't yeah. fault them. But at the same time, as the adult in the situation, if I asked you to do this for me, you know, I need you to be honest and, right. and do it. You know. And then the other, and then another question, like I said before, is that that meeting right there where you're telling them that they, that they're not doing good enough or whatever, you need to practice. Again, the question is that cruel? See, I would say no. Nope. I would say not at all. Is that not cruel? You know, but there's some nope. people in the world that think that's cruel, or, or like I'm in your boat, not, man. Not not just that you're not doing what you should, but the the kind of you know some people would call it like an ultimatum almost. You know, I you I I don't need to sit around here and and waste your time and you waste my you know that come to Jesus meeting right there. You know, is that cruel? See, I'm probably with you in the camp. Not of, cruel at all. Heck man. No, is that no? Not, it's not cruel. That's not cruel. You know? you know, if anything, they should look at that as okay. That's that's very respectful because you're not going to waste my money. You know, mm -hmm. if they're paying for this, you know they should be getting exactly what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. You know, and so because now you're yeah. taking their money. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great yeah. point. You're letting the parent know that that I'm not just going to sit here. Oh yeah, Billy, great job. All right, see you next week. You know, yeah. you're just taking you know, there's my taking the money. Many yeah. dollars I make. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, yeah. I'm going to have a come to Jesus moment with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the way it is. If we can't change. You know, I'm gonna let you go because I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna do that to anybody. I'm with I wouldn't you, want that done to me, so I'm, I'm not you. gonna do it to them. Yeah. You know? I'm with you, man. So cool, man. So like so I guess I guess last last two quick things here is um tell me just a little bit about playing different kind of genres. Cause I know you're you're probably similar to me where you've kind of played a lot of different kinds of music and there's a lot of guys in town and everywhere, I guess, and this, the classical players are very much like this, where they play classical and that's kind of their thing. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the blues guys have played some rock, and you know, a lot of the blues guys played classic rock stuff. For sure. And for sure. but you know, they're you know they go, oh yeah, jazz, right? Okay, you know, and they or or the jazz guys go, oh oh, you're a country musician. Okay, well you know. All right, nice to meet you, but you know, go over there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of get that attitude with a lot of uh, talk. Talk about a little bit of the differences in some of the music you've played. Yeah, well, fortunately, you know, not only growing up did we listen to, you know, all types of music and whatever, but we also did DJ gigs mm -hmm. and did a lot of stuff like that. So I mean, our our collection was very, you know, expansive and very diverse. Every possible thing you can listen to was sitting on our iPod or our CD player or cassette player or whatever. You know, I'll still remember my dad. We had an old kitchen, like in our old kitchen, we used to have a um, shelf with a little record player and a little CD player in one. And he would sit there and I'd have to push the button, you know, while he'd go back and forth and write the lyrics mm -hmm. down, you know, for any type of music, mm -hmm. man. Any type of music. And I think that's where, you know, with learning multiple genres, is where we go back, you know, one, one more time to the whole language thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all about learning those language. Country is a language. Blues is a language. Mm -hmm. You know, jazz is a language. And you have to be able to really understand those well enough, you know, to where if you go to one of these jams, you can call it, I guess, you can have, you know, casual conversation. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just like you're going to another country, you want to be able to have enough of the casual conversation to say, you know, 
can I go to, or where's the bathroom? You know, mm. how much is this? Where is that? You know, what is this? You know, just, just the basic knowledge. So then you can do it justice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think a well-rounded musician, and I don't think it's just jazz cats. You know, I think it's any cat like yourself, you know, mm. playing classical music and really trying to learn the blues and jazz and all that stuff. I think that's great. And you're not just, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to look at this piece of music, never listen to it. I'm just going to learn the notes. I'm going to go play, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever. No, I think, you know, the best cats are the ones who sit there and they'll immerse themselves in it. Like, yeah. they'll say, okay, I'm going to take a night in Tunisia mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn it. You know, I'm going to listen to it yeah. all the time and I'm going to figure it out. And then, you know, tomorrow I'm going to take, I don't know, a, a George Strait tune. and I'm mm. going to figure it out, yeah. you know. And and it's not just figuring out to say, okay, that's an A chord. So I'm going to add, you know, a 7 right. or, you know, yeah. 13. Like, no, man. Let's look at the A chord. Let's really listen to it and say, okay, in country music or in this particular country song, it might be just a regular old A chord. A triad right. with maybe a root, right. you know, an octave on top. It's... It's just doing those little things to really understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about the simple nuances between blues blues and, you know, jazz swing blues. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of cats don't know the difference. You know, but it, luckily in this town, a lot of cats do know the difference. Yeah. And it's just, it's just respecting, respecting what was put before you. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I hate the dudes that sit there and when they hear like guys at the foundation or the blue room play some blues and they're say they'll they'll start with me like that's not real blues. I'm like, you motherfucker, you know? Yeah, like yeah, that, I'm like, dude, that that annoys the <laughs> yeah, crap out man. of me. And they're I'm like, yeah, that's not Stevie Ray Vaughan blues they're playing like there. Yeah, I'm with you there. But, but it's blues. It's blues, you know. It's a blue, blues is blues is a scale. Blues is a mentality. Blues is a yeah, you know. And and there's exactly. a lot of different ways you can. I mean, there's uh, the stuff you guys do is bluesy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, and what exactly. the guys are doing at the Blue Room is bluesy, right? Yeah. It's got the it's got the flavor in it. every any jazz is bluesy, right? For All sure, of it, yeah. you know, like. For that sure, drives me man. nuts when those yeah. guys say that. Dude. I'm like, that sounds so ignorant to me. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, everybody's got their own interpretation. And every, you know, every place is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, okay, well, if you're going to be like that with saying that's not real blues, then you tell me what's real blues, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're if you're really that nitpicky, okay, so what should they They'll be playing? They'll say Muddy Waters, Steve Kansas, Ray Vaughan. Well, but then I mean, should they be playing Kansas City blues? Right. Is that mm-hmm. Memphis? Is that yeah. Delta? Is that West Coast? Yeah. All right, if you're going to be that much of a jerk about it, yeah. you, let's get let's get down to the specifics. Mm-hmm. Like, respect them for even acknowledging the music and playing that. How about Zeppelin? Yeah. yeah Zeppelin's man. rock blue, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it sucks that some people have to be that ignorant. Yeah. But hey, man, that's the world yeah. we live in, you know. And, and that's what I'm saying, you know. You, if you want to be a well-rounded player and you really want to be, you know, able to be respectable to all these genres, you need to immerse yourself mm-hmm. in everything you're trying to do. You need to be willing to, to, uh, you know, just 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 be willing to look at every genre and have. You know, the knowledge and the time to say, hey, you know, I need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got a voice. And, 
you know, even in the jazz world, for me, like, I, I can't stand, I can't say I can't stand. Kenny G is not my first choice. Okay. But when I did a clinic where I got to listen to T.S. Monk talk, Thelonious Monk's son, you know, he said, even if it is Kenny G, he still has something to say. Mm. You know, so that's how I look at music. That's how I look at every single genre. Mm. Everybody's got something to say. You might not like it, but somebody else is going to, and you need to respect it. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to try to play it, then listen to it. Learn it. There's Learn something the unique about it, right? Yeah. yeah I, right. I always use the example of uh, you'll see like you'll see like a 67 year old white guy at a a wedding reception, right? And they'll play Brick House or something. And he goes up there and he's on the day yeah, and you're man. just like, oh no, dude, oh no, stop, yeah, please, man. stop, you know. And then he goes in the back and then uh, and then starts bitching about rap. Yeah. You know how stupid rap is, and then I'm like, "Yeah, you go do that. Yeah. Go try, go try to rap. See what happens." You know, and then they can't do it, so they talk about how easy it is, but then they can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, "Hmm, isn't that interesting?" You know, like yeah. and the the classical guys getting up there and watching these country players and kind of, you know, thinking they're on this lower totem pole or something. You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, go improvise. Try it. Get up there right now." And then yeah, they pee their pants, you know, because they can't improvise. You yeah, know, so, every, so everything's yeah, got quality, man. right? Everything's I mean, got its own set of challenges, mm-hmm. you know, and everything's got its own, uh, you know, different sort of parts. Just like a car, man. Every mm-hmm. part, every car got its has its different size tires, has its different size, you know, rims. One mm-hmm. car might have five lugs. One car might have six lugs. You know, windshield wipers aren't the same size. Whatever, but every car, every genre of music, has its different little pieces that make it run and mm-hmm. make it what it is, and its own set of challenges when you're really trying to take it apart and mm-hmm. understand it. So and its qualities yeah. too. Yeah, you know. Cause, yeah, because these sports cars, they're great, but they can't carry nothing. Yeah, you know. And then this big SUV has got you know 16 miles to the gallon, but it can carry a whole. You know, yeah, they yeah, all got man. benefits and yeah, they all got like, their weaknesses. Yeah. They all got right. their strengths. Yeah, you know, and it's. You know, there's that's why some people just really get down and and really understand one, and you know that's mm-hmm. great. You know, but I I really respect the cats who really try to learn as much as they can. Mm-hmm. You know, and that could be the basic things like if I'm referencing a car, they could learn how to change the oil, fill their fluids, air up their tires, pump their gas, and mm-hmm. you know put a spare on. Yeah. But who knows those five qualities. You know those five things right there make that car run. Yeah. So if you're playing, if you're playing country and you learn proper voicings, mm. learn how to play the style right, especially like if you're a drummer or a bass player. You know if you really learn the difference between a a country swing and a jazz swing. Yeah. You know, and even a blues swing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then learn how the guitar. If you know for a guitar player, if the guitar player learns how his amp should sound. You know to get a certain to get a certain dialect as compared to the dialect of a of a jazz tune, you know, or a blues tune. Like those little simple things make that car run and they make mm-hmm. that car run better. Yeah. You know, and that's Same where I, those blues, those are the yeah. cats I respect, man. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? Man. So that's cool. Well we're we're getting close to wrapping up here. Uh, you were you were talking before we started about a a trip or a, a gig oh, you did and, and a, yeah man and I always like to end the show on some some ridiculous moment in the music business because because we all of us have you know this is a 
this is a a this is lunacy what we do. You yeah, know? I mean, playing music is just oh, stupid, man. ridiculous, and we we shouldn't even be doing it because of the stuff that happens. Exactly. You, you get anything like that? That's... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I need a drink for this one, man. So, um, oh god, when I was in college, I was in a. I was very fortunate enough to be in a group called Solstice, mm-hmm. which was the top combo at Friends, you know, award-winning mm-hmm. before I got there. And fortunate enough when I was able to come in, we were able to carry on that legacy. And uh, Lisa Hiddle, thank you so much. You know, she's great. Shout out to Friends, my alma mater, a killer, killer teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really one of the places where I learned the family idea of music. So yeah. big props to her. I hope she watches this, you know. Um, but anyway, Solstice got on our first year at the Gen Conference, mm-hmm. which is the Jazz Educators Network Conference. Mm-hmm. And th- that year was in Dallas. Mm. So, uh, you know, we were in Wichita. So we were driving down to Dallas, man. And, uh, man, I'll just tell you right now, that trip was the most insane thing ever. I'm actually going to start from the end because the beginning of the story is where it was the craziest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what happened at the beginning of the story, it made these other two things be like, okay, I get why this is so crazy. Yeah. But one day we were going out for lunch. Uh, they had a break in the, in the uh, conference. And we were walking to a deli shop up the street, man. And there's this lady outside on the phone. And she's yelling on the phone, and she's like, my husband killed somebody, and I need to tell you guys, I need to file a report, I don't know what to do, I know where the body is, and we're just like, what is happening? You know, so we're sitting here, like, outside, just trying to order our sandwiches outside this deli, yeah. this lady's yelling, people are just walking on by, and we're like, is this normal? You know, like, They're is, like, is yeah. she acting? Like, are we supposed to, you know, leave her a tip? You know, so that happens. And then uh, we walked to, we went to go eat another day. We went and walked down the street to, um, oh God, the place that puts the hats on your head and makes fun of you, Dick's Last Resort. Mm-hmm. So we were walking there, you know, went and enjoyed our, our dinner, stopped and got some beer. No, 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 I'm sorry. On the way there, we were looking up and we seen this plane like heading right towards these buildings. And now, granted, the first thing had happened already, the crazy lady happened, and we're looking at these buildings, and we're like, oh, dude, we're about to die. <laughs> like, like, I hate this so much, man. So, so, yeah, so luckily, it was just us, like, in the heat of the sun, like, the plane just drove, like, right behind the, you know, flew right behind the buildings, and we were like, oh, thank God. The airport was right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we were like, oh, yeah. God, I thought this was it. I thought we were dead. <laughs> You know, so that happens, but all, and we were like, we got to get out of here. Luckily, that was like the last night, but all this happened because the first night, man, we got in town, we were like maybe five miles out of Dallas where we got our hotel and we pull up, we get in our rooms, we check in and we're walking to the gas station across the street, you know, to, to get a couple beers because we're like, man. We've been on the road. We just stopped mm-hmm. at a few schools. We're tired. You know, we just want to take a drink. We walk out, and this car, 
like flies over the curb in front of our hotel and like parks and we're like freaked out. We're like, what is going on? The dude runs inside our hotel. Then like three cop cars pull up, chase the guy inside our hotel lobby and arrest the dude. And so we're like, all right. So apparently this is, the, is what kind of town yeah, we're in. Right? Yeah, we're like, all right, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. So we got to get a whole case of beer. Well, needs to say we get... Try to forget this. Oh, man, we get we get destroyed. Yes. And we all end up falling asleep in the same room. Yeah. And <laughs> we all wake up, like, five minutes, ten minutes before we're supposed to leave. And, you know, we're all still completely hungover. Yeah. And our trombone player gets up because he wasn't supposed to fall asleep in our room. We all just fell asleep in, in my hotel room. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I got to go get ready. I got to go get ready. So, you know, we're all fumbling around. We're all still like, oh, God. Yeah. And he reaches for the door. And the door is still latched on by, like, a, a hook latch. <laughs> and he pulls the door open and rips the whole frame <laughs> off the wall and rips the whole door off Drunk the wall. Drunk as hell, right? Yeah, and yeah. we're like, there's just that dramatic pause and everybody just loses their mind. <laughs> and, like, initially we're sober again. Right, right. Like, you know, dying on the floor laughing. And, like, the door's just hanging off the wall. <laughs> You know, Lisa comes out oh, and he's right. like, I broke it. That I, I ripped the door off the wall. <laughs> like she's looking at him like, Oh, you you know, it's like, oh man, that was the greatest no, that man, yeah, that sounds like an out of control. The greatest, trip, yeah. most singular moment I That's have ever funny. had on tour. That's crazy. And that just kinda like you know, that just kinda like set the precedent for that whole week in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like we wake up and this guy rips the door completely off the frame of the hotel. We're like, oh my God. Well, we've had, we had, we had a bunch of like orchestra trips like that. You know, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't had really too many band crazy stories, but you know, I have some other, you know, some other stories like that where, uh, we went, you know, going on trips and, uh, and you know, going get bring, bring in, you know, bringing vodka with us all right you know yeah, just, you know doing doing silly stuff in it and what was so funny is us being like orchestra kids all the good kids you know like and uh you'd you'd kind of kind of be surprised for sure <laughs> no how much we, we were kids we like were that the, fun, uh, but that, that's know, how you learn right yeah, i mean those, yeah, those yeah. moments is is it kind of well that's you what brings you closer together yeah you know? yeah that's but even really even as individuals, part. I mean, those are all the moments that are that sound really scary as a parent, you know, looking yeah. back on the kid or the teacher looking back on the kid. But those are, if you don't have too much damage, you know, th that's what teaches you to not go, yeah, get exactly. lit when you have an eleven o'clock show the next day, like exactly. in the morning. You know, that exactly. teaches you those things. It teaches know? you responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it helps you grow up. Helps you bond also. Yeah. You know, those those moments with those cats, man, I'm always going to remember. You know, great tours, great experiences. You know, I love those guys. You know, I love that whole community. So, you know, it's moments like that that you're always going to have and yeah. you're always going to carry and you're always going to, you know, kind of reflect upon when you're really faced with a challenge mm -hmm. and really faced with an experience you don't understand. It's like, okay, well, how did I do this? You know, so I appreciate every yeah, single cool. moment I got with any sort of musical experience mm. that's you know. cool dude well pretty much uh, wrapping up here um uh drop drop your uh, drop your band name again 
Yeah, guys, uh, Stranded in the City. So uh, please check us out. You know, we'd love to see you guys at one of our upcoming events. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a few on the calendar. So uh, check us out on Facebook. Website coming soon. New merchandise coming soon. That's cool. Hopefully a new EP coming soon. So, yeah. you know, be on the lookout. You know, we're really excited and we hope you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, I, de so. I definitely want to come to come to a show here. Like I said, I've only seen you guys twice of those jams, but uh, definitely definitely an awesome band and, and obviously up and Appreciate coming them, in Kansas man. City, so you guys should check them out. Um, yeah, uh, on under Ace Junior. Thanks, man. Hey, man. Thanks thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it, man. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely probably try to do this again. I'm, I'm, I've been saying this on the show that I, I I'm thinking about doing one of these with instruments because I, I wanted it to just be talking like we've done these twenty five so far. But I think what would be real cool is sometime to do one with some of you guys to bring in like you come here with the piano and we play for two minutes of a chorus or something in a song and then we sit there and talk about what you just did you know yeah why man, don't we do this chord to that chord why am i laying this back so hard that you know real like deep dive yeah, playing man. kind of stuff with instruments i think would be a cool like cool show to do that would be really yeah. different from yeah. these so uh, you know so how to find we'll, me man yeah maybe we'll have you back and uh and uh, may, maybe even maybe even bring the band in, and we can kind of do another. That'd be awesome. Maybe man. a round robin thing where you guys play for you know a song, and we go talk about the song. Yeah, that, man, that would be, be cool too. So you know, and, and big shout outs to you, man, for doing Thanks, this in the KC area, and you know, folks support Rob. You know, support live music, support uh, things like these. You know, where you're really trying to get the community to grow together, and you know, that's what music is. It's it's a big community, so. Shout outs to you Thanks, man, man. for doing Thanks. something like this, you know? Yeah. We need this in this town. Yeah. The I guess the last thing I'll say is that that's one of the things that I why I knew this would be not as hard as I thought is because a lot of us are super connected. You yeah. know, I mean the jams help that a lot, you know, within in this town and, and obviously that everybody needs sub so bad because everybody's in three bands, but, for sure. but everybody's for sure. not at each other's throat for gigs like we all you know in general work with each other pretty good everybody in the blues scene knows all of them oh you yeah. know everybody in the jazz oh, scene knows yeah. all of them you know like and so i knew that uh we kansas city is already in general like that you yeah, know yeah. they they don't so Definitely. Uh, so i knew this would be a cool idea but uh we're gonna we're gonna keep doing keep doing more interviews and uh, getting the word out with all these great mus musicians we have in kc so um that's it. Show's over. Get out of here. We'll see you guys later.